Okay, everybody, we're here. We're still kicking it in California. This time we're here with our good friend Jason Risman, who's the managing director of Open IDEO. Uh, tell us a little bit about about Open IDEO. You were you were a subset of IDEO, right? Yeah. Tell absolutely. us what you guys do. Yeah, sure. So Open IDEO is the open innovation practice that uh, lives within uh, global design firm IDEO. Uh, we leverage the design thinking approach um, uh, that's been developed at IDEO. Uh, to really enable people around the world to come together and uh, help address all sorts of social and environmental challenges. Um, happens online, happens offline, happens very openly, sometimes happens behind the scenes, uh, but overall it's about uh, building more collaborative approaches to tackling tough challenges today. Interesting. So we've talked a lot <clears throat> with some people the past couple of hours about experience-driven businesses. What does it mean to be experience-driven? What does that mean to you? Yeah, well, we think about experience a lot uh, within the context of Open IDEO um, because people around the world are uh, spending time and energy uh, working to make the world a better place. And when they come to, uh, to participate in an Open IDEO program, we want to make sure that it's really worth their while. Um, in some ways, what we do is like opening up the RFP process for some of our, our open innovation challenges. Um, we often will award funding to nonprofits or social innovators, uh, and the typical RFP process is, is broken in many ways. Uh, the, those that are applying will spend a lot of time, uh, they'll send in an application, they won't get to see what else is being proposed, uh, they won't get feedback, they'll just wait a long time, and then they may or may not get funding. For our process, we really try to open that up and try to make sure that anyone that's participating has a great experience and uses that experience as a way to advance both what they're working on uh, as well as their innovation skills. And so by publishing uh, their applications openly, they're able to see and learn uh, from all of those uh, all of the other applicants in the field. Uh, they're able to find collaborators, they're able to find mentors, uh, and we walk them through a light version of a design thinking approach so that they're constantly um, encouraged to make sure their ideas are rooted in the needs of, of actual end users, uh, and that they're able to get feedback to be able to improve their ideas uh, uh, through iteration. So Jason, what's really interesting about that is you're fostering this community of collaboration and not necessarily, not that it's not competitive, but it's much more about you show me your ideas, I'll show you, you know, I'll show you mine and we'll, we'll each get better. That's not something you see a lot in business today. Yeah, well, right, and we, we often um, borrow um, oh, a lot of culture from the private sector that isn't always helpful for the social sector. Right, and recognizing that global challenges are common challenges and we need common approaches and common problem solving, uh, there's a lot that we need to learn from each other. Uh, and I think the privacy um, around uh, new ideas in the social sector is in some ways, um, uh, well, one, it's, it's overplayed uh, in terms of thinking that there's intellectual property when there's actually often um, solutions that would be better to get out in the air and get in the open and um, be able to be, uh, be improved through feedback, uh, but also that solvers need to be learning from each other. There's no reason why funders should own all of the information about the proposals they receive. That's just perpetuating a power imbalance that's unhelpful. Sure. I, I'm interested just in kind of like how you see 
things more in a five-year, ten-year out perspective, right? Like we're tackling things now, but you know, how does design thinking evolve over time? It's a lazy question, but I think it's it could be interesting in an answer. Yeah, that's a great great question. So we think a lot about how we are including more people uh, in the design process, and so it's um, not just uh, being able to do some quick research, but trying to really co-create with end users uh, and trying to think about. Uh, how can we uh, increase access to design thinking, um, both um, to support more people in all of the types of either innovations or problems that they're trying to solve, uh, as well as to help um, the process itself evolve based upon more diverse um, people really rolling up their sleeves and using it. Jason, we use the term experience maker. If you're an experience maker, what does it what does it mean to you? Are you a good experience maker, or let's focus on the good? <laughs> yeah, to be a good. But, but, but good That's much better. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's to be cognizant of the um, uh, and intentional about um, oh the conditions that you're creating for someone um, to uh, to go through. Um, a situation, whether it's a learning opportunity or a chance to build relationships um, or it's a chance to build and do something. Um, and creating uh, those conditions um, um, takes a lot of thought, right? And it can be that your the experience that you're trying to build is one that that is about building trust. It could be one that's about um, challenging people's assumptions. Um, whatever it is, you have to start with your purpose and your intentions. Um, and then you can design that experience, but it does take that thought. Great. Yeah. What um, What do you think the biggest challenge is when you start trying to get, you know, when you change people's thinking and you're trying to change that process, what's the biggest kind of push, push-pull that you get or experience? Yeah, well, you know, I think that um, in some ways uh, expertise is uh, both an asset and a liability. Right? is that if you're in a mindset and all of us right now are you know, toggling back and forth between this mindset of I've got something to teach but I also want to learn. I want to learn from both of you um, and also want to share some of what, I'm, um, uh, what I've learned. Um, and I think that coming into any sort of conversation with a mindset of I know the answers is going to be um, uh, completely opposed to uh, the opportunity to be learning. Right, and so we think a lot about maintaining a beginner's mindset. Um, I love getting to travel with my my uh, my kids. Right, is getting to see the world from um, the eyes of a seven-year-old and a five-year-old is a totally eye-opening for me um, because of the freshness that they bring. Uh, and so, coming to a conference, going to a meeting, um, doing whatever it is you do in your professional life or wherever it is that you're doing this learning. Um, trying to keep that beginner's mindset and ask um, wide open questions um, really can help you um, explore and really accelerate your own learning. Yeah, that's important because we, most people probably don't go intentionally into a process thinking it's my way or else. It's more that negative transfer of going, well, these are the things that I've always understood about a space, so it's hard for me to you know, juxtapose that with what is being taught to me now. It's just like if I try to switch over to an iPhone be difficult for me for like a week and then I'd be like okay now I figured it out. Jason, design led thinking, we've talked about that a bit today but that's one of the big big kind of focus areas for, for IDEO, the big company, right? Yeah. 
does design-led thinking help you build better experiences? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, design thinking is really, um, first and foremost, about uh, understanding the needs of those uh, people that you're designing for. Um, as much as possible, working with them and co-creating and designing um, with um, uh, with those end users um, at your side, or at the very least, uh, gathering their feedback um, along the way so that you can um, be able to iterate uh, based upon um, how your ideas are actually received. Um, but it's really about a process that's rooted in empathy and understanding the needs uh, of those you're designing for. Uh, and um, then being able to recognize that um, any chance to develop a prototype uh, is a chance to be able to gather feedback, learn, and improve your idea. I think it's easy when you hear the word design. Design means a lot bigger things to to someone like yourself, Jason, than it does to kind of the, the normal human. Some people be like, yeah, I drew a cool picture on a piece of paper and that was my design. It's like, no, you guys are thinking of what's the end-to-end -end experience. Yes, could the design of the asset, the look and feel of it be part of it? Absolutely. But it's a lot bigger than, it's a lot bigger than just what it looks like. Yeah, you know, um, it, we think of it as a creative problem-solving approach. Um, and just as you guys are referring to experienced makers, we think of them as experienced designers. Um, and you know, it can be applied in all sorts of different contexts. One thing that's been incredibly inspiring uh, as OpenIDEO, we do open innovation challenges um, uh, and events and convenings and workshops all around the world. And uh, we end up hearing from people that years later are then teaching uh, design thinking within their organizations or they're um, incorporated in their own practice, their own life in many different ways. Um, what we often are told about how annoyed people's partners are when they come home trying to design everything in the home front. And it's like, no, honey, just do the dishes. Um, but there really is something that's incredibly oh, um, uh, oh, accessible and powerful about this as a problem-solving technique that says that no matter how complex the problem, starting by understanding who it is that you're trying to serve, how can you better understand their needs, um, and how can you start testing some of your ideas and improving them through feedback um, ends up being an approach that works in a, a really wide range of, of, of areas. Jason, I've been taking a few little notes as you've been talking and, and some of the things that really stood out. Um, one was understanding the needs, which any problem that's going to be solved has to start with what's the problem and how are we going to solve it. Yeah. That was one. The other that I thought was really interesting was empathy. Uh, and the last one was this idea of, of creative problem solving. If you're looking at solving big problems, are those are those kind of the key things to start with? Uh, those are really important, absolutely. Uh, we also think about um, who's in the room, right? So we think about inclusion is, is whenever you're creating um, a team, um, an initiative, uh, or, uh, some sort of intervention, um, it's sometimes easy just to lean on your own networks. Who are the easiest people for you to reach out to or who are the likely suspects? Um, we think it's really important to be intentional about who you're including um, because you know there's always people that you're excluding whether you're intending to or not. Um, and we think that a lot of, um, of new innovation, uh, new thinking, um, and real progress can be made by being intentional about 
prioritizing inclusion, and especially trying to include unlikely suspects. Um, so I think that that's uh, something that I would add as an ingredient. Fantastic. What role do you think failure plays in building powerful experiences? Failure is how you learn. <laughs> I like it. Jeff, take us home. Yeah, well, interesting that you talk about empathy and failure. Um, I'm kind of struck by where, where do you take an organization that has never thought in that way, and what's the first thing you do to start getting them to think from a design perspective? Great question. Um, you know, first, it's, it's really one about being empathetic with that organization and doing a lot of listening, trying to understand where are they. There's typically someone that's at least curious, um, and that then ends up becoming a champion in some ways. Um, and there's many different starting points. Um, uh, there's uh, uh, you know, a process of, of just having conversations, of using workshops. Um, uh, IDEO has created a tool uh, called Creative Difference that allows uh, teams uh, to uh, get a, a measure of creative competencies across various factors for their team. So that's a good starting point for, for organizations that are interested in getting an assessment. Um, um, you know, it really depends on what the goals are. But I think it, it's, you know, if, if we're talking to them, we just do a lot of listening and try to figure out what are the right right ways to plug in. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. We've been here again with Jason Risman, who's the Managing Director at OpenIDEO, talking a lot about the idea of, of design-led thinking and how we've got to make sure that we're, that we're listening, we're understanding what the needs are, that we're empathetic, that we're creatively uh, problem-solving. Uh, talked a little bit about failure, the fact that that's, that's how you learn, so don't be scared of it. Just stand up and do it again. Well, we talked very little about it because it was an easy answer. Fair point. It was kind of yeah. a bad question. No, no, no. It was a good question. It was a better answer. <laughs> it was like it was like you tried to hit like a really good like forehand down the line, and backhand cross court done. Game over. Yeah. Jason, anything you'd add as we as we finish up here? Anything you think that you haven't brought up that we ought to about about how experience is important in business today? You know, the other part that we didn't talk much about is collaboration, is that we see uh, great innovation coming from um, diverse teams and diverse mindsets and diverse perspectives um, that are able to build off of one another. Um, and more and more, we're also seeing that not just is, uh, um, is uh, uh, collaboration an important ingredient for innovation, but we actually see innovation being a really helpful ingredient to create collaboration. Um, and so I think that there's a really interesting relationship between those two. Um, there's often, oh, this idea of a lone genius that goes off and creates the next breakthrough, um, but that's not the experience that most of us have. And so I think that um, as you're making experiences or designing experiences, one of the things that we think a lot about is designing for collaboration. Yeah, and that inclusion piece is so important. It's like, Tina Fey on that Letterman uh, show made a very interesting point about how there were certain jokes that just never got made in SNL. And once she got more uh, female writers in the writer's room, one would try and make a joke about a tampon, nobody would get it in the room, but she had enough female writers in the room that would get it, and then that happened. And that's kind of an analogy for the more people you have in the room, the more diverse voices you have, the more things that can be accomplished and seen. And 
you know, some of the most effective jokes SNL did for a 10 year span were coming from that group that, you know, previously didn't have a voice. Yeah, if only we could all be as brilliant and funny as Tina Fey. But yeah, no, can't do it. Close. But, well, I have a bossy pants, but no. So. <laughs> and I think that that tells a story too, Jason, about that story we talked about at the beginning, that you guys really are focused on on building this this kind of collaborative space. It's not, it's let's bring everybody's ideas together and you go build off of the other things that you've seen. It's not, oh, I'm gonna keep this in my little vault and maybe you'll see it and you probably won't and keep bringing them in and maybe somebody will hit a home run. Today's problems are too big for any one organization to solve alone. Yeah, so you have to build collaboration. Enhance your perspective, you know. Yeah. See things from a different view. Jason, you win. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Appreciate it.